Hey everyone, coming up this week uh, on The Buzz, we are going to be talking about transportation, some hip-hop cool new shows, and a little bit of Halloween Horror Nights. And then after that, we are going to be uh, trying to see if we will induct Disaster, a major motion picture ride starring you into the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. So live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 56 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of this foolishness and nonsense. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today I am joined with Rhino Clavin. What's up? And then back on the controls, producer Dustin West. Hello. Uh, yes, and again, uh, no Jenny Lynn Nop this week. She is nope. still on vacation. A very big nope on Nop. Uh, on vacation. Staycation in Orlando. If you follow her on social media, you'll know she's not gone far, but she is definitely not here, to say the least. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. It was too much, to be honest. It was it was <laughs> the perfect tribute, I want to believe. <laughs> Only time will tell in terms of tributes and how they really reflect. Uh, they reflect with more time adding on. Uh, I'm going to say right off the bat... Mm-hmm. Rather loudly, um, I am going through some massive allergy issues. So I was cleaning my house all day yesterday, and uh, and so dust flew up, and I'm allergic to dogs dust and so much more. The dander, dogs dust dander, the three Ds, mm. uh, <laughs> not dimensions. That is, but uh, no. So I am going to probably be blowing my nose a lot uh i'm probably going to be sniffling from time to time and i'm just going to sound awful because i'm sure i'm going to get that nasally voice going and eventually you know let's no one wants to ever hear that so i do apologize for uh my condition on this but the show must go on and uh it's i'm i apologize so much for all those people out there who have to listen Mm -hmm. to this later for those of us who have to sit in the room yeah but uh, you know what there could be worse things out there in life. At least I'll try to keep it to a minimum as much as possible. So there's that. That's all right. That was, I mean, I guess that was technically my housekeeping. Is there uh, anything? That was literally your housekeeping, actually. You literally, literally, that story involved housekeeping. You were keeping up your house. Oh, that's that's really clever. Well, I think that's just reality. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I don't even know clever if I was being and clever. it is reality. So yeah. good work. That works. Works right. So, uh, Rhino, did you have? I want to uh, say you had. Something. Yeah, I think I did, and yeah. I can't remember anymore. I, I, I remember saying like I'm going to talk about this in the housekeeping portion of the show. I said this to you when we were at Universal, and now I can't. Hey, sorry. Good. Move, moving on. Okay. Well, I'm. And we are moving on. Moving See what on. Oh, we're already getting into disaster. Uh, a major motion picture ride starring you, um, which, of course, will be the main portion of our uh, topic today. Uh, hopefully, Rhino will be talking about it a lot. So, um, Oh, yeah, you know. You know. We it did was by following me. Sorry. Sorry. You'll see it in the video. Yeah. Mm. Yep. No, no, you will. So, uh, but, of course, before, uh, before we get to that, uh, our awesome, awesome segment, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the buzz. So... Let's jump right onto that. And the first thing that's buzzing, um, I, w- I wouldn't really necessarily say this is buzzing. This was more uh, news last week that we just didn't get around to. But uh, Universal Orlando has started offering an airport shuttle service. Oh yeah, to and yeah. from the airport. So they're dubbing it the uh, Universal Superstars Shuttle Service. Shuttle service. Yeah, it just started going downhill there. I wish and you had I just a little bit of with a. It. <laughs> A little sweet whistle on the end of that one. At the end of that. So sweet service. The Universal oh. Super Star Shuttle Service. There, I got the little bit of whistle yeah, there on there. Yeah. Just, just a tiny bit. Oh. So, 
uh, before in the past you really had if you were going to and from Universal Orlando. You couldn't. Apologize. It's just it's <laughs> going to come I out of nowhere. To fill in the blank with. Oh god, this is awful. Should have done an audio. You should only turn it into a, dr- a drinking game every time that. Well, I'm not condoning yeah. daytime drinking. And the daytime drinking. Anytime. But, well, some people are going to watch this or listen at night. So anytime I go to blow my nose, take a take a shot of your favorite uh, soda pop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And if your favorite soda pop is beer or liquor, then daddy's uh, daddy's that's not what it's called. Not your father's root beer. Yeah, not daddy's root beer. Yeah, then uh, daddy's root beer might get a little bit of buzz off of it. The buzz during the buzz. Hey, the odds. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, I keep yelling into the microphone. I so yeah, before in the past, uh, you had your choice of any of the transportation shuttles, like uh, Quick, uh, Mears. Taxi cabs, all that. I mean, you could still pull a taxi uh, to and from the airport. But in terms of all the shuttle service, the big name shuttle services, uh, now your only one you can use is the Universal Superstar shuttle service. And uh, it's $35 per person round trip. So that's something different. A lot of people who come to Walt Disney World are so used to Magical Express, which uh, takes you to and from Disney property. And that, of course, is a free part of uh staying on site at disney world that you get that option yeah uh with this it's you know you're paying the money they take you to and from your universal resort uh but none of the off-site hotels that are right around in that area so this is exclusively for on-site um it's and not- if you have transportation booked right now for any of the other companies it's all being taken care of and switched over so that's good you just be aware that you have to do that and uh they're gonna the reason why they're switching it over is because they're trying to become more uh personable and sociable like the same way magical expresses you get to the airport and you see the signs to go there mm-hmm. and you're greeted by disney cast members at the airport before you get on the shuttle like that uh very very similar system supposedly is going to be in place for the superstar shuttle where you're going to be greeted by someone at a concierge desk from Universal and uh, taken care of in that regards with all your travel documents and and such. And uh, After you've just passed the uh, really fancy Universal gift shop that's inside of the yeah. airport, too, which is nice. I mean, you're getting your vacation started like right away. Yeah. The only other downside to this one is uh, unlike Magical Express where if you tag your bags before you leave and you have it on there, it literally will just go straight from – your airport where you start at all the way to your uh, hotel room there. With this one, you do have to pick up your bags at baggage So you go get them at the claim. Okay. Which I always – I like that better because that's one one of the downsides to Magical Express for me, and it's plagued my family a lot with it, is if you trust it to go to the resort, you want your bags there pretty Mm -hmm. much right after you get to your resort so you can change, do whatever, uh, if you're able to get into your room. Um and then inevitably, they always don't show up until nine or ten o'clock at night. Well, it gives for me a little God knows what reason. A little bit of anxiety too. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I, I just want to see the bag come out and know it's there. And like I know Disney will, you know, they'll take care of stuff, accidents and stuff like yeah. that. But it still, it kind of gives you that like, okay, let me let me take care. Like let me finish my traveling. And then just start the vacation. And well, part of that for me is getting the luggage into the hotel room. And yeah. And the reason your bags aren't always there is because they're not necessarily under the same bus that you're traveling in. You know, they. Oh. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's not like it's not a one for one all the time. As exactly. Far as I know. Yeah. The the Magical Express ones. You get on your bus, and if you had to pick up your luggage, they'll let you put it under the bus and all that. But everything else comes in the giant trucks that you'll see parked yeah. outside of the front of the resorts from time to time and basically they wait till they're filled up and then they take them to the resort and then drive them back because also from a financial point it doesn't make sense to be driving a truck back and forth from yeah, the airport right. it's efficient uh over and over again whenever you don't need to so um yeah it's it's your new option now if you want to do it and you know what it also could just be that they're testing the water right now with the price and all that making it 35 dollars. that's not unreasonable no, for a, transportation a at all a cab from the airport to there would be about 50 dollars. so it's still it's still a little less like i mean it's 50 dollars, and that's right that's one way too but if you have one way. a family of two or three that you can all fit in a cab let's show you then the luggage that's getting splitting in Fifty dollars each way between all the people. So. Oh, is it thirty five a person? Yeah, thirty five per person. Oh, I th- was thinking like a 
Oh, they I don't can't know do it like thinking, 35 yeah. per family. That's screwing over people that are coming know. by themselves. Yeah, I guess so. No, it's per person, of course. So, um, it's, they eventually, if it's popular enough and it actually increases the amount of people only staying on universal property for their vacation, um, something that was a big plus to Magical Express, Disney was able to keep people on site exclusively at Disney because they took the Magical Express over. Why leave yeah. to go anywhere else? They didn't have a car. Uh, if this one, people pay it and they start staying more on Universal property because that's where the shuttle's taking them and dropping yeah. them off, they might eventually move to a free system if they think it's going to add even more. But uh, Well, now know. they have that the shuttle service, too, to get you to, to Magic Kingdom, or Magic Kingdom, excuse me, to Disney World and back to Universal, too. So they're kind of making it like, We'll get you here. We'll bring you here, and then we'll bring you there. It, it seems like they're, yeah, they're doing what you said, like getting, making it more worth being like you can make your stay here and visit the other park for the one or two days, versus like the other way around, staying at Disney and coming here for one or two days. Yeah, I mean, overall, the end goal is to try to keep people on site for longer and yeah. make that the primary destination and uh, start start taking away that market share. But I. The the one downside to actually living here is uh, this is one of those things we we can't really ever do this. So uh, yeah. I have to say right off the bat for any of our listeners or uh, listeners viewers out there, anyone who ingests us, uh, please if you do take this shuttle service, uh, let us know how it is, all the all the details about it, if you enjoyed it, and um, because we would like to ingest your feedback. Yeah, you ingest us. We'll ingest your feedback. It'll be good for everyone. Well, techn- we'll ingest it and then digest it. Really, uh, really get it and then talk about it out there. And um, I, I'm actually very excited to hear more about it. So I would love any information. And of course, you can always uh, just message us on Facebook or shoot us an email, Twitter, or, yeah, email uh, uopodcast at disneyplug.com. Call my landline. Call my landline. Uh, and, of course, you'll be able to find all of that on our show notes page, disunplug.com. So that's about all I can say about this service that we don't get to use right now. I don't uh, – yeah. Yeah. It's good information for people who Absolutely. are coming here. yeah. And uh, that's who we're supposed to be talking to. So it works out. No, I, I wasn't saying I don't – like, I don't care. I meant I don't, like, need it. That's all. You might that's one good. day. Yeah. I might, yeah. You never know. I'm, you never know. Someday you'll just need it. You just need it. Like dough. Next up <laughs> in the buzz. <laughs> I hate that. So, <laughs> okay. uh, as we talked about on this show and uh, is popular all over social media, everyone knows that basically everything at Universal is shutting down for the next, uh, we don't even know how long in some cases. We know Hulk will be down till uh, oh, I next was like, year. What are you talking about? I, I thought you meant like the whole park. I I was like, what? But I I see what you're saying. Major overhaul is coming. Yes. When did I say the whole park? You just made it sound like I was like, yeah, stuff shuts down because of Halloween Horror Nights. But I was thinking like. No, stuff doesn't shut down because of Halloween Horror Nights. Is stuff open at night? I've only ever gone during a team member preview, so I don't know. Okay. It's regular functionality, but we'll get there. Tangent then. Halloween Horror Nights. Some attractions are open, but the whole reason you're paying $100 to be there is to go through mazes yeah. not to go through attractions no i know everything's still open in the daytime yeah i know that okay go ahead tell you your really thing. worrying me tell your thing everything <laughs> is closing know. down we were just not there. the park the park is not closing down <laughs> but a lot of attractions are closing down disaster just closed down beetlejuice is on its last legs lucy's gone oh Twister is probably going right along with Beetlejuice right after Halloween Horror Nights. So that's four attractions at Universal Studios in one park within a couple months of each other. Um, So what is there to fill the gap? Oh, I don't. I am not quite. Oh, oh, I do know. I do know. I saw some of the uh, props from this. Yeah. Three brand new shows. Yeah. That uh, are taking place all around property. Well, not property. All around uh, Universal Studios Florida. Um, uh, they, <laughs> I thought you were kidding when you told me this, too. Because we were there, and there's like a... 
there's a food truck and I'll, I'm sure we'll get to that part. I don't want to say what the food truck said on it, but I was like, is that for Halloween Horror Nights? And that's when you were like, there's a new show coming. Yeah. Um, there are three shows in total uh, to to really give something for people to do. And I wish that we had photos and videos of all of this. Uh, they pretty much all debuted on either Sunday or Monday. I can't remember which day. And Well, we've had really terrible weather here for the last like, week. Yeah. Like, we, uh, Craig and I made were – like there was like four days that we were like, we're going to film Disaster today. And every time we would go to leave the house, it would just start thundering. And then it would rain for the rest of the day. So it was kind of yeah. like we couldn't really – go out and get any of it. And I'm sure they canceled those shows because they're all outdoors during that time anyway. So. Well, and that's the problem. Uh, we finally got to Universal on Monday yeah. morning to and film And then disaster. it rained after. Yeah, as yeah, soon as we left. It, rained, it started raining right as soon as we left. So even that happened. Um, but these shows start at like noon and then they do a lot of sets throughout the afternoon period. Basically the worst time of day to be outside yeah. in Florida any time of year because there's always a 50% chance of rain Essentially, uh, yesterday was like the first day it didn't rain, and yeah. that's that I was the day I stayed inside cleaning. So, uh, eventually, <laughs> we'll have photos and videos of these shows, um, and we'll get to hear a little bit more about them. So, this one's going to be kind of uh, butchered in a way because I don't really know that much about them, only what I've read online. Um, so, again, three shows. The, the first one we'll talk about, since you already mentioned about it, the, the food truck, yeah. uh, straight out of food truck. Yeah, so it's a black truck, and it said straight out of food truck. And I was like, is that like a real food truck they're doing for Halloween Horror Nights? And they're just being really uh, a wee bit insensitive about calling it that? Or Is that, a, is that a play on straight out of Compton? That's the only thing? I, yeah, yeah, Because absolutely. that's so popular? Oh, no, and that's, that's one of my biggest issues with this is I, a, I don't know how long these shows have been in the pipeline of being planned. I'm guessing for a little bit because they would need rehearsal time, uh, time to cast yeah. all these people and get them into their their positions and learn the moves and all that stuff. But like, I feel like the name for sure had to be just like based off of straight out of Compton. Doing I have so, well. so many questions. Yeah, well, that was I was like a show, and I was like. I I can't imagine it's not being insensitive a little bit to I, the I, to the film. I could understand. I don't know if it's a Universal property. Is Straight Outta Compton the movie a Universal property? I don't know if it is or not. But I could understand like them making maybe making a, a live show with music out of that. I, yeah, making I, that an actual like Straight Outta Compton like, and they come out and do like a couple of songs, like kind of like the Blues Brothers. Please inform oh, me yeah. if you can. Where does the food truck fit in any of this? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so this food truck right now, it's parked right beside uh, Shea Alcatraz in the San Francisco section over by where the uh, you can see Bruce the Shark hanging up and right across from Disaster. And Fisher I know before this was actually – it was parked in New York at one point in time. So I guess they could technically also move this – around to wherever they need to fill it in is this like mulch sweat and shears kind of deal or is that well it seemed this features uh family friendly hip-hop and i'm using uh for a lot of my like like material for a lot of my material on this i'm uh using um orlando sentinel uh reporter there Dwayne Bevel, who's been on the Disney World edition of the show before, mm-hmm. uh, he went and experienced all three of these um, and wrote a very lengthy, in-depth article on it. So I'll have that in the show notes because uh, it is very entertaining. But yeah, family-friendly hip-hop. And uh, I know they'll just... it's. Does he say in the review, does he say cringeworthy? Or, what does he say? or do you want to save that for when we experience he it? He said that it's cheesy humor, but the crowd was eating it up. Oh. And he wasn't writing that as a pun either. Right, he because said cheese is still Well, cheese, food truck, cheese, eat. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the trailer's awful. Yeah, right. And he wrote down some of the sayings that are on the side of the trailer, besides straight out of food truck. Also, wraps daily, guaranteed fresh. Oh, oh it's uh, like food rocks at Epcot. All the food puns. <laughs> Advertise spices such as Lil Dijon, Dr. <laughs> Dressing, and, of course, salt and pepper. 
Um, well, it's just straight. They got salt and pepper for it. The DJ inside the truck during his show that he saw was DJ Macaroni <laughs> because he's cheesy. And I've seen a couple uh, videos posted on Twitter and Instagram and stuff where they'll pick people out of the audience and uh, do a little freestyle about them. Was uh, What's his name? Uh, um Oh my god! On Parks and Rec, the guy that Andy had to like replace Johnny Karate. It was yeah. it was the spaghetti guy, and he like he bumped Freddy's his spaghetti. head. And he's sp- Freddie Spaghetti. Okay, does Freddie Spaghetti make an appearance? I was in a rap group when I was like in tenth grade. My parents found the CD. They did not care for that. But <laughs> my code name was DJ Tanner. <laughs> you love your full house. I do. You do. You love it. Um, see. Half of me says, my God, what is universal thinking? I don't know. I, I um, still have so many questions. At the other half, I've seen so much positive feedback about I, this I got, show I've and the other it. two yeah. that I'm very, very interested in seeing it now. I w- are, you gonna, are we going to be hungry while we're watching it? Is it like I, – I just wish I could have been in the meeting where the guy at the table just was like, I've got the idea. Are they and he's it? like, food – and hip hop. Are they giving out coupons for the restaurants during the show? <laughs> they could have a coupon day. A coupon. I just this show <laughs> it, it, it baffles me. Um, but only I, I don't want to judge it until we see it. Uh, but of course, I've been very see upfront with stomach. how I think it's going to be. Um, the next one that is right there, also in New York, um, in that weird section of. It's not quite San Francisco yet, but it's really at the end of New York. Uh, you'll see a whole bunch of scaffolding and stuff that's yeah. set up looking uh, like there's some type of rehab going on. Well, in that's like the no alleyway? rehab. No, it's not in the alleyway. It's on the edge oh, okay. of it. It's, you know, right I probably where the saw it and didn't even is. realize I was looking at it. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, well, it's Beat Builders. By, by Dr. Dressing? Beat Builders. <laughs> well, this is their... Uh, this is their um, stomp type show that features a lot of drumming on all the scaffolding and oh, like the kids in high school would do, like the stomping and clapping and stuff, banging on a like trash that, can. And then you know, just they have they have the, the um, right. yeah, I I get I got it. it. You don't need Doug. to sing it, Doug. Guys, all right. <sighs> I think this one actually sounds a little more like I I'd, I'd probably be. I mean. I'm sure the novelty is going to wear off immediately, but I saw Stomp once and I really enjoyed it, so I'm I'm interested in seeing this one too. I this is another one of those things I just don't understand what how this really like pulls people away to say okay I'm going to do it, but at the same time, what's the ones at Epcot that? Do the exact same thing. They just drum on random things during food and wine. They dram. They oh, drum the jammeters. On- yeah, the jammeters. Okay, so do we know? Is this more drum based or is it more stomp based? It's drum based, but with okay. that stomp style to it. I mean, just lots okay. of. Is it, I, I wonder if it's like those guys that came out when we were in Hollywood. Remember the ones that you like so much? Well, no those those idiots just danced. That's oh that, that was they, well. They had the sweeping, sweep, sweep, sweep. They did, yeah. They started with sweeping. And then it, it, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like they know they're going to have a lot of stuff closed over the next however long it takes them to go through so this they were like major awesome something. Yeah, we need we need some uh, we need some atmosphere. If you're not going to be able to get on a ride or attraction or a show, then at least your environment walking through. And, and you know what? Disney actually kind of did this uh, when they originally started working on Disney Springs. They started adding more musicians and stuff um, near like the Comedy Warehouse and stuff. Yeah, like. They yeah. tried to add atmosphere where there wasn't as many venues available. I think it gives a lot of uh, like the older the 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 people like because I think Universal's kind of got that um, uh, reputation of being like more of a thrill ride theme thrilling yeah. experiences versus like Disney kind of has that whole for everybody geared at younger like for family and so I think this gives like the older folks like the grandmas and yeah. everybody something to look at in the street or people who don't want to do the it's rides true and stuff. I mean it's yeah. definitely something to uh, to help entertain and distract other people. What's the third so, one? The third one is, uh, well, the third one is, is. Did you save the best for last? I, I did save the best okay. for last. I think Beat Builders is technically considered the the weakest right now, and uh, I think the straight out of food truck is the most popular. But this next one is right 
there kind of up and down uh, in between, but uh, sing it. So one of Universal's most uh, thriving products right now, thriving franchises. You mean like the video game? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. No. Well, yeah, title's the same, but it's not a video game. Uh, I didn't know if it was was like karaoke and it's supposed to be the exact same All right, let him finish. Let me freaking finish. Hey, he interrupted you first. I did, but then I didn't continue. Oh, wow. When when if okay so I said before you guys interrupted me I said it was very similar to a recent Universal franchise I thought saying it was the Universal what what yeah oh yeah pitch perfect oh there we go so what what kind of show do you think it is oh no is it acapella yeah oh, I don't like acapella See, I'm sorry everybody if I was you would have just let me finished I was thinking of Sing Star oh yeah no this is Sing it it's on Wii sorry okay. Acapella. So yeah, it's an acapella show in New York, right in the uh, right beside Finnegan's. Utilizing oh. those so, Harry Potter frog singers. <sighs> no, these ones actually were pretty <laughs> good. I, of course, I said I haven't seen any of the shows, but um, the other night, as Corey and I were leaving from the uh, Halloween Horror Nights preview, yeah. I heard these people singing in the streets. I didn't realize there was an acapella one in New York. I completely brushed over that when i heard about all these shows and um so i figured that maybe they were they were doing horror night stuff all throughout the park people getting ready uh just coming up very quickly so i heard these people singing and i was like oh maybe they're just finding rehearsal space because they went from uh they went from singing beat it into uh bang bang and so that kind of and the way they the style they were singing it it almost had that feel like you could whenever they do the medleys in uh bill and ted's so i was like well maybe they're just rehearsing all the way over here and then someone pointed out on twitter that it that is sing it that they um, is they it, are is, doing acapella shows in new york are they an actual group or is it going to be like interchange you know how epcot brought in that um specific yeah. group that was doing it yeah or do you think these are just interchanged I think these yeah, ones will be interchangeable. Um, there's going to be eight of them out there, and I know that they're all scheduled for all these shows. There's like approximately six or seven shows a day, hmm. so there's no way that they can't be yeah, interchangeable. Just, yeah, um, that's seven. It's a lot. Seven shows a day, seven shows a week. They they have to have a mixture of all of it, um, and. Uh, all three of these shows have to be out there while there's nothing else open in the park because everything is closing. Not literally, figuratively, everything's closing. Um, so three new shows. Like I said, the Sing It, it wasn't that. The, they were very talented, if you like that style of music. Um, but those are the shows. We'll we'll go see them, and then uh, maybe we'll do a, a full segment about how mm. great they are or how great they are because <laughs> i i can't imagine that there's going to be any other reaction to how they are i wish they nope. were all food related yeah. i know yeah me too i was like kind of expecting the puns to keep going but uh well, like- if they were all food related just think about how much food they could they could just put in subliminal advertising through it all. i am already hungry because we started talking about dj macaroni and Go i was like eat it finnegan's yeah. <laughs> did he just say eat it finnegan's <laughs> makes no sense to me eat eat they could do eat it instead of beat it no weird now yeah relevant. that's already been done very no, famously. I just said, Weird Al, he's still relevant. Yeah, yeah but, I mean... They They're not singing just... original tunes in the street. Uh, the rap one are. The rap one is. not. No, I, I meant, I'm sorry, I was implying the acapella group was going to be singing about food as well. I, who knows? Who Seems like in all these knows? shows and movies, eventually they go on to sing their original songs. Yeah, it's, that's, you know... It's, well, it's what they do. They run out of sights. Okay. <sighs> Lissai. So... Lissai. Let's uh let's get out of these new shows that just totally brought me down, took me out, and let's go over to Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> Talking about it again, wouldn't be a Universal show without it, would it? No, no, no. Any takers? No, apparently, no. Yeah. apparently, yes or no. Yeah, brah. So yeah, we had the uh, Halloween Horror Nights preview on Tuesday night, and the big <clears throat> thing to report from it is there's actually not that much to report. Okay. Cool. All right. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see. You, yeah. We'll see you next week. Uh, no. Uh, 
I got to attend the travel agent fam, like I talked about just really briefly a while back, and uh, essentially the there thing. was yeah. It, I mean, with this one, for a lot of the uh, the people who were invited to this, this was their first chance to get details about this stuff firsthand, hearing it from Universal. But since I already heard this stuff before, uh, it wasn't anything really big and out there uh, to learn about. The one thing that was fully confirmed that uh, got me very excited about was... um, It got me very excited. It got me very excited about it. And I wrote a blog earlier this week about my personal... uh, How I think the intellectual property houses are going to rank my... Mm -hmm. Which order. And I did Werewolf, Insidious, Freddy vs. Jason, Purge, and then Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, from best to worst. And the one thing that was confirmed at this event is that with uh, Freddy versus Jason, it will be, it's not just Freddy versus Jason. It's they're spending time at Camp Crystal Lake first and really going into Nightmare on Elm Street before then they are going into uh, Friday the 13th. Then they'll take you to 1428 Elm Street and you'll spend time there going through Nightmare on Elm Street and then finally, it's going to be Freddy versus Jason at the end. So, so like the movie, you get three, you get essentially three movies in one house, all that's mixed cool. together. So that has me. That actually just got bumped up I over hope that's like the Insidious. House. Like I hope it's like you, you know what I mean. Like we get to kind of go through and you see like the Johnny Depp getting sucked in the bed. Yeah, like I, I That'd now cool. have the I now have the anticipation of what I had for the Halloween house. So yeah. of course, American Werewolf in London is going to be great again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. But now I'm very excited to see Freddy versus Jason, which I could say before I I really wasn't that much. I am excited for that one only because I like you know what I we already talked about it. I like the recognizable properties and to see how they kind of do it and whether it would be the movie or not the movie or whatever. But it's still like it the, they're iconic characters, so I like yeah. when you get an iconic like you go in with that kind of feeling. And the same way I had with the Halloween House. Yeah, like we sure. talked about it. No, I think it could be really good. Uh, they gave us a lot of food at this event too and typically the food that they have at this event is going to be a little bit reminiscent of what they'll have at the event uh if that is the case then expect to see chocolate covered bacon this year oh uh as well as they're they're not doing a uh a cronut burger but they are doing a donut burger did they do a cronut burger before no oh is that just a thing right now did, did they places do it did they flip it around and have wrap-based food items like Biggie Small Plates? They should have. Or <laughs> like a, a two-pack of Jello pudding? I mean, I'm upset two that they did not do – I'm upset they didn't do a media event for these, these awesome new shows that have debuted because that would have definitely been a way to get me to go see them quicker rather than, uh, than at my pace that I'm moving at right now, which is maybe in the next year. Uh, I'm still. I still can't get over Doctor Dressing. Sorry, it's because awful. that looks great on paper. Doctor Dre. You made that up. No, I didn't. He said it's it's DJ Macaroni, isn't it? He said Doctor no, Dressing. Dressing. Oh, you said. Oh, yeah. shut up. That is. I didn't. I thought you made that up. No. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. They're just getting better and better for me. Jesus. Um, Kyle Bassa was he on there? Yeah, Kyle Bassa was <laughs> also on the side. You know, Kyle. He's big he always hip-hop. finds a way to show up. Food hip hop. Um. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, that was that was essentially the highlight to that point. And then Jack uh, came out Oops. and got to speak to all of us. Then he kind of voice. Yeah. If you haven't watched the video of it yet, please go watch it now. It it was incredible as my first real interaction seeing a Jack the clown character in person. Mm. Um, it, it was it was pretty awesome. He is a great character just from how I've seen him there. And are, are you going to talk about or did we talk about it? I don't think we did talk about it. Um, but you wrote that blog post about it. Um, the marketing for this that they sent you guys to with the Jack the Clown story about the selfie stick. I just thought that was genius. Well, that was like, my original story. Well, I didn't know if you were going to talk about it on the show. I said you did the blog post, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I should also. I can yeah. mention well, it that, to go and that read that. photo looks like that's what that's from. On the yeah, that is, it is from that story. So uh, for the media invite for actual Halloween Horror Nights itself next week on the 18th, uh, Universal always typically tries to send out something uh, 
really kind of disgusting and get gruesome to get our attention. Uh, two years ago, it was a box that was kind of like it's a, just a wooden box and it was covered in like vines and stuff like that. And then you open it up and there was a severed head with a USB uh, thumb drive sticking in its eye that so you would morbid. pull out. And then that's where all your uh, your uh, pictures and photos yeah. are that we can use for whatever we want. And uh, last year there wasn't one, but earlier in the year we also then received like a bloody envelope that – or was that last year right after Horror Nights? It might have been that, too. It was last year right after Horror Nights. They sent out a bloody envelope. With the DVD and everything. That had, yeah, that had a thumb drive in there that had a, a teaser with for, Jack, for Jack the Clown yeah. on it. And that led up to this one that we got this year, which was a severed arm that was holding a selfie stick with a phone in it. And, uh, and then on the phone were these pictures. Wait, so was it a was it an actual functioning? It was phone? an actual functioning phone, God, just not really, on a data plan. But the phone wow, was they real. Really went into yeah, it yeah. was on, and on the arm it said, "Here's your hand delivered invite." Yeah, that's amazing. It was on there, and then on the other side it said, "No selfie sticks." And so if you uh, then if you got the USB drive that was in there again, you could plug it in, and they had all these photos um, of the guy who. That was his arm and shows him walking around with the selfie stick at Universal, then finding Soundstage 21 where Jack Presents Monsters and Mayhem will be. And so he's in there and then Jack and Chance were inside there and started having fun with him. And that led to holding these giant scissors that were cutting his arm off. And uh, it, that- it was like the, I saw that you post the blog post and I was like oh, this is just about how they got rid of selfie sticks. And I was like, oh, this is cute. Craig made up this weird story. But then it got so dark so yeah. fast. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it was, it was a, it's a good, it's a good post. Like, you should definitely oh, check out oh, that Oh, thank post. you. No, I just, I was like, they sent us all these pictures. And uh, it was sent to Corey's old house. And he was on a staycation at uh, Boardwalk for the weekend. So I had to contact with his tenant at his old house and <laughs> go there and pick, can I, can up, I pick this, up this severed hand <laughs> this random box and then so by the time i was like i'm not gonna like do a whole unboxing thing there's all this material i'm just gonna come up with something so you came up unique. with that story all yeah, the so I just, oh that was a good story i thought that i wasn't sure if they had like sent it to you with that story no. and you were just transcribing it like then you should definitely check it out i mean that it was, was a really clever it was a really clever story i really liked it was it. the true unofficial story yeah well i thought you were just being kind of like yeah. A little like, this is why we don't bring selfie sticks and then no. murder. Now, it's gotten a lot of traction, though, because the title's No Selfie Sticks. And, yeah, you know, that's so right. That, and I was like, oh, a little okay. bit of clickbait, but I feel yeah. like at the same time, no, it there's was payoff. It. It was, yeah, it. It, was, it was like the good kind of clickbait. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, uh, Jack has me sold. I am so excited for anything that he's going to be a part of, including his, his show and then getting to see all three iterations of. Uh, Jack the Clown inside the Monsters and Mayhem house. That's, cool. That's going to be cool. And then to end off the event, uh, they took us to Insidious to do the. Did you do it on lights on? No, not lights on this time. Lights off oh. with actors and effects. It's still not perfect. They don't have all their timing down yet, and all the right music cues and any uh, any uh, smells in there if they're going to add them. Mm-hmm. But uh, a pretty much good representation for uh what it'll be and i can't say that this house was the scariest one i've ever been in i wouldn't even put it up on top uh i think my expectations might have been a little bit too high for it but it is a beautiful house and it is there are some very jump worthy moments um Having since I got to do the lights on of it before, I knew where like everything where to was going to essentially be. So I tried to really base my whole feelings on it off of uh, the other people around us, and everyone was really getting a kick out of this house. So is is Insidious um, the one with the thing in the film, or is that Sinister? I always get Insidious. And Insidious Sinister mixed up. has it's the like one with the, kid, the Black right? Bride, and they do the seance, and the kid, Pat- yeah, Patrick, he whatever, goes into the further, yeah, yeah, okay. and there's like the red face. Oh, demon okay, okay, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's the, that's the one I was. I had heard that was good. So. Yeah, no, Insidious one was great. Insidious two, not quite as there, but still a very good movie. Haven't seen the third one yet. It's well, got so you, Dermot you cast, Mulroney right? in yeah. it. Dermot Monro- Mulroney. 
He's in everything. Yeah, yeah, well. He's awesome. Um, but no, the movie's great, and uh, the house was spectacular. Didn't live up to my expectations on it, but it's if it's any sign of how the rest of the houses are going to be this year, I think we're in for a real good treat. I'm going to watch all those uh, movie ones yeah. this weekend, I think. No, that's uh, before, before it starts. <laughs> I need to catch up on all the intellectual properties. I got The Walking Dead down. I got... If you need Freddy versus Jason, I'll let you borrow it. I, I, I already uh, did all my renting and stuff, okay. so I've got everything set aside. Now I just need time to watch yeah. them. And... Uh, with that, I think we're going to jump out of the buzz, and do we have a mid-show shuffle this week? Of course we don't. Oh, That's been gone. Oh. It's, I'm, I'm done shuffling. Whenever you started doing that... You took it away? As soon as people away. started liking it, you took it away from them. That's the good thing about uh, being in my position, <laughs> that I can take away what people like. People and, loved uh, it too much. They love to do lunch? Yes, people love to do lunch. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I said loved it too much. Okay. What are we doing now? That's oh, fine. we got to talk about our Hall of Fame. Let's move on to it. Let's move on to our spotlight, which this week is Will Disaster, a major motion picture ride starring you, make it into the Diz Universal Hall of Fame. Bum, bum, so, for all of you out there who uh, haven't been paying attention for a few weeks, uh, you'll know we talked about fast and furious it's coming to universal orlando it's closed it's one well, it's not open yet uh, but to get it open eventually they have to close disaster which is now officially closed as of monday night that was the last day and then uh beetlejuice will be following it shortly afterwards and uh disaster at first i was kind of going with oh my gosh this is a this is a big loss for universal this uh it's essentially been open since opening day. Uh, started with Earthquake, but Earthquake was one of the rides that had quite a bit of issues whenever the park first opened up and it had to go down for an extended period of time before it came back uh, in its working order. But uh, the end of Earthquake, the subway scene, is so iconic. Oh, yeah. Not only for what it is at Universal Studios, Florida, but also in Hollywood, right. being a part of the tram tour. Uh and that's the thing is if this if this happened in Hollywood, I think you'd have riots. I mean, you can't you can't take away this stuff um, from the Hollywood park and still have it have its heart that it has out there. Yeah, this, however, has never been the heart of this park. I don't yeah. feel like. Uh, but one one important aspect to look at it from is that it again, as we've talked about. Universal Studios and even Hollywood Studios transforming from these parks that are supposed to be a backstage look at how you're making the movies, and uh, they're transforming into immersing you into films and television, which we do love. Uh, But this was... This was like whenever they closed Backlot Tour over at Hollywood Studios. (laughs) This was your behind-the-scenes look at how michael bay make the movies and um my favorite director michael bay well he's not that's he's not it's just what we say in the show see but that's the crap that's the crap that they do over at hollywood studios here (laughs) at least they made it better and oh yeah uh, definitely disaster studios run by none other than frank kincaid also Uh, known as i wish you had that cue the the choir cue the glowing body of christopher walken (laughs) yeah also known as christopher walken for some people but yeah frank kincaid is the big director uh at disaster studios who have made many many hits before and you could see props from those uh movies as you were walking through the queue especially the extended queue um if it was ever busy enough to go back there, but even on the last day, which was Labor Day, so I understand it's a holiday. People do picnics on Labor Day. They don't necessarily come to theme parks, so it was a very slow day for uh, its demise. But I'm sure during Christmas and Easter and those holidays, the extended queue got a lot of use, right? I'm Maybe. sure people have been back there before. Oh, I, <laughs> I walked back there. <laughs> yeah, I, I know for a fact I've seen at least one person roaming back there. Yeah, I mean, it was me. But, you know, spoiler alert. Got to do what I got to do. Um, so, yeah. 
going back to the beginning on this disaster, as I said, opened up as earthquake. And then back in 2008, uh, it lost the earthquake, the big one tag and that whole storyline. And it was rebranded as disaster, a major motion picture ride starring you. Uh, and I think the rebranding with- was genius. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you see the old Yeah, I, I was it? just going to say, I, th- I know how I'm going to vote already because this attraction and I have a, a history that's my entire life. Um, so as long as I've – you know, I, I told you I used to come to Florida every year to visit my great-grandmother. And um, we would either go – one year it would be Magic Kingdom and Epcot and the other year it would be Magic Kingdom and Universal Studios. And I always really looked forward to Universal Studios because I felt like the rides were thrilling and scary, but they weren't like height – related rides so i felt like i could i could like go in and really challenge myself so these this is the first park where i really started like being able to experience things like this and plus i got really into like movie making at a really young age um so that that part really appealed to me too so i remember being well i mean we'll get to it when we talk about it but i used to be terrified on this ride okay well part of what i want to decide on this before we go any further i've already opened up on disboards the voting uh if anyone's found it yet and voted i don't i'm not quite sure but it is open i can change the wording on this i personally think that because the core of the ride has and by saying the ride part i'm talking about the end the subway subway scene yeah since that has been the core throughout it should we make it involve earthquake and disaster yeah i don't think all is yeah because it's one of those that's the the, okay so that what i was saying is the reason why i love the overlay is i think it was genius i think this ride took itself very serious or excuse me this attraction it's technically right but um took itself very seriously when it opened and it was the making of earthquake and i remember they used to show you the scenes of the movies and they would do the same thing where like people would kind of come up and they'd show you how they did some of the scenes um and then it was the same attraction. I love that the overlay was like, okay, the ride's dated now. What can we do, though, that'll still make it worth going on without having to change too much? You know, like, let's let's put some money into it, but not let's not redo it completely because okay, we know yeah. maybe it doesn't have a full-length future. And and for eight, it was, so it was this way for about seven years, but now they were like, let's make it a B-movie. And so it's like you're going and you're going to be specifically in this B-movie. Yeah. And I just think that that's genius because – it's exactly kind of like what you expect from a B movie. Like, yeah. it, it 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 was like, all right, it's getting cheesy. Let's pump that cheesy factor into it, and let's do that. I, I just think whoever came up with that idea is like genius. I I actually uh, <clears throat> I, I I really don't know how to feel about it uh, in terms of the core of the the pre-show area though it was very similar mm-hmm. though in that it you pick people out of the audience they they still went are, up and did their scenes okay they yeah. still did scenes and yeah. all that so it really was just that part that was all changed and added in the great uh the great Frank technology yeah. of adding in christopher walken using that uh, i believe that was the first time they used that mapping technology that they have now gone on to use and stuff like yeah, uh, forbidden Potter. journey yeah in the queue as well that, as like, uh, escape from green gods yeah i read about how they do it it's something with a mirror on the ground and how it bounces up and it that's how it's all done like i i think it's a fascinating thing i've literally whenever i used to be at forbidden journey we would go stand up where Harry, Ron, and Hermione take off the invisibility oh, cloak and be like there. Well, we would go and see it from that aspect, and it is bizarre, but you couldn't get close enough to it to really like see, see what the mechanism exactly how it's all working. But it's it's very cool technology uh, at the same time, and uh, uh, obviously, yeah, I've already said it. I've only seen this Christopher Walken version of it, and after before, if we would have been voting on this. I would have said yes immediately, and then after doing it three times in a row, yeah, I went back to no. My God, how awful was our day having to do that three times in a row? But if we look at it, if we look at it from we're including earthquake and disaster as one big thing, then I could start to really get on board with that. I mean, for me, I would again for like how Dustin said, the core of the ride remains the same. Uh, But for me alone, I would vote for it for that reason to go in, just because. I don't know another attraction necessarily that redesigned itself in the same manner while keeping the same exact thing. You know what I mean? Like you've seen Stitch's Great Escape do the overlay from Alien Encounter, 
and like you're like okay i know i knew the guns used to drop down the lasers used to shoot and so like it's got the same motion but it's not the same thing well yeah it's still being in the movie this movie you know even the backlot tour itself at at disney went through so many different changes but still kept the same you know it lost things it gained things it didn't always have the same water tank show before it yeah um and used to have the residential street but it's changed but we can still look at it now that it's gone as one cohesive thing and i think that's what we're looking at here so yeah. here is the uh, plot for Disaster. So you're just you're going on a tour of Disaster Studios, home of Frank and Kate again. Oh, uh, uh, and so you first start off in this very very cramped room. Whenever they're trying to pack the shows, completely full, and uh, that's where Lonnie, the uh, the, the guy with the production hair? assistant, comes out. Yeah, it's in that case Man, it would be if you're watching the video version of the show. He is the one, uh, the chubby David Spade. Yeah, I mean, you can't if you can't figure out who Lonnie is in that picture, then you're. Uh, you got some yeah, issues. Yeah, and if uh, you're listening to the audio version, I highly suggest you go and watch the full video that we put up of the entire uh, disaster experience, and that will be the best way you can really catch up on everything that's happening. Uh, we will be showing a short video as part of this show, but um, just mostly of the subway scene for people who are never lucky enough to get to see it. Um, and again, everything the, else, go and watch the full version. Subway scene, like you, you, so, we did it the three times. Every time I, every time I was in it, I still remember being a little kid. Like it made me flash back because when the floor drops down and the tanker slides toward me, I was like, "This is where I die." That's what I always used to think. I was like, "The fire is going to engulf me. There's no way I survive this." And then the water comes down the other side, and I was like, "This is where I drown." I was a very morbid child. <laughs> like, yeah, you were also very, very scared of. Oh no, I was afraid fake of everything. Things. Yeah. Fake things. Um, so yeah, Lonnie comes out, and uh, Frank Kincaid is working on his next big masterpiece. His Mother next big. Nature. Well, you don't you don't find that out oh, quite sorry, yet at that point. Yeah. But uh, Lonnie's got the list of every uh, every character that he needs to cast for the film. Yeah. So uh, he needs a kid. He needs um, he a needs grandmother. Three evil villains. He needs a grandmother. He needs a buff guy, and then he needs a person who can a scream screamer, yeah. very loudly. And then he needs, uh, of course, a person wearing closed-toed shoes and long pants because they have a certain task that they have to does do. He, does he also need a person in a pink, flowery Hawaiian shirt? Unfortunately not for this one. So. <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay. Oh, Indiana Jones? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, so everyone gets chosen that they need to be in the show, and then uh, that's where we get into the and we are moving on because well that's how your distinction of moving on from one room to the next have you uh, and that was the reference I made earlier yeah. have you have you been in the show because no. I've been one of the evil scientists before I don't like being in these shows oh, I don't as far as I can remember in my entire history of going to theme parks I think I've only been a part of two shows ever uh, the first time was the uh the sound stage over at Hollywood Studios. I was the uh, the millionaire the, the, during oh, the Gilligan's okay. Island section, so oh. I got to wave my my fan of dollar bills. And then also, my dad and I were a part of the backlot tour, doing the, you uh, did the boat. We yeah. did the scrubbing on the boat. You were the deck crew. Nice. Yes. Nice. So that's the only two times I've done it, and I just I get embarrassed. I did too. When I was a stuff. kid, I, I never would have done it, but now as an adult, like I still get like the cold sweats, but I'm like, ah, eh, yeah. just do it. It's but go a, on. Yeah. If you know, if I was ever put up to it, that they're like, yeah, I want you. Of course, I'm going to do it. I guess I forgot too. Third show doing the awful bells enchanted tales. I had to be one of the stupid <laughs> oh, knights in shining knights? armor. My brother had to do it. He was really upset. <laughs> well, it was my first time through that thing, and I just wanted to watch the freaking show. And <laughs> but you like, had no, to come on up. You had to hold up a cardboard helmet. Yep. <laughs> it sucked. So, anywho, back on to disaster. Okay. Uh, you move on, and that's you in the next room. You go in, and you're all on tiered standing levels, and that's whenever you get to meet the genius for the Frank first time, Kincaid. Frank Kincaid, uh, with Christopher Walken coming out and doing just a ridiculous uh, back and forth with Lonnie. And this is whenever, of course, they're making great use of that technology. Oh, yeah. We already said uh, it really does look like they're interacting together so, in the same room. One of my favorite parts about that, too, is in that photo there that um, you have up. So on the left on that, um, uh, the corkboard, yeah. I, the two, I know the lighting's changed a little bit, but when it was first opened, like I didn't know, but those two 
pictures that are tacked up there. Like he goes over and grabs one and rolls it up and like tosses it and Lonnie oh, yeah. catches in the barrel. Like, and I just think that I remember the first time I watched that and I was like, whoa! Like I yeah. just thought it was really cool because. It, I think the lighting might have changed a little bit because now some of the stuff that he doesn't touch us is really dark. But um, yeah. when it was like on point, that was very yeah. It was awesome, and they still do the throwing the paper. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, They still catch it. It's just not as uh, and that's even gone downhill since the first time I've yeah. done it. Uh, but still, it's a very uh, it's a very cool section, and he just essentially introduces his his little black book full of secrets yeah, and how to make like the perfect after. the perfect movie and that's where you find out the title will be mother nature <laughs> And uh, it's by following these rules, that's my favorite part. Christopher Walken gets really la- you have to watch the video because it, it's just this random part. And Christopher Walken just is kind of like, I'm tired of doing this. It's by following, and he gets loud and starts talking really yeah. fast. It, it's so hilarious. <laughs> it is it is too funny to describe. Yeah. From there, you move. You are moving on into the next room, what? and that's where they do the. Um, that's where all the extras that were chosen get to start doing their roles that they were. Uh, set to be in it so like uh, there's a kid that does this jump on jumping off a building type technique okay that, my favorite part about that is that so they the kid goes and stands against the wall and they give him a, a line of sight and they're like okay look at the rock up there and it's this rock that's in a rope and uh, yeah do i wait till later to say the other part what the kids are looking at yeah wait till later okay okay and um so the, yeah, so the they they each get their own little thing. Like the grandma that they chose for gardening is sitting on a she's hoeing, sitting on a thing, hoeing away. And the evil scientists are wearing their their hard hats and their lab coats, and yeah. they get rocks dropped on them. And they're filming all these parts There's that the are going to in be the, inserted in the green later. Balls. He's like in yeah. the ball bathtub. That's yeah. wearing the long pants and the closed toed shoes. And then even everyone in the audience gets to be a part of it as they. Act like something is stinking, and they use a very probably unappreciated uh, use of that smell from Leonard Skinnerd as part of the show. (laughs) And uh, so that's all this part. And Frank Kincaid's so impressed with everyone in the audience on how they acted that everyone gets to be a part of the big subway finale. Yeah. And we actually will go ahead and play the video from the big subway finale so everyone gets an idea of that as well as the final product. And watch for the kid in that final product. Yes. Okay, so that was the uh, the big subway scene going into the ending as you're pulling back out of the and subway. They don't tell you the rock's gonna be in it, but they make that rock joke early. I always find that amusing. I, know. I know you do. I you do. always do find that amusing. Um, and of course, the, the whole end of the ride then makes up for uh, any inconsistencies with the uh, the beginning aspect of it. But I, I mean, that also I'm going into this with the fact that we went through it three times in a row, and yeah. it, it was it was great the first time. But then no. you hear the same joke, and you're like, "Oh, sweet Jesus!" I won't even say it was go. great the first time. Uh, I liked the the, the last final guy was Lonnie. the best. Yeah. I liked him. Um, the David Spade. Yeah. So the, it all depends on who you have, too, that can really make or break the ride. Uh, but let's get on with our final opinions of it and uh, say whether or not we should think that it should be in there. Because, of course, it all comes down to everyone who votes on Disboards.com, um, which the link to uh, the thread that we started with that will be in the show notes page. But I'm going to start out with Dustin because I know you're a big Chris nut. <laughs> I am. Chris Walken. Um, that's Christopher Walken, by the way, uh, <laughs> that he's referring to. Um, for me, I don't know how you could do a universal Hall of Fame and then when this ride closes, not put disaster slash earthquake in the universal Hall of Fame, especially when you're talking about Universal Studios. What an integral part it it plays as a portion of the tram tour out in Hollywood and leading its way into Orlando. Um, that was the staple attraction when it first opened. And it's in the same way, it's kind of like the Backlot Tour or the Great Movie Ride out at uh, um, Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, it is not the same heart of this theme park as it is out in Hollywood. Um, but, you know, they've kept it up to date, relatively speaking. Um, they, they didn't really let it go too far and get too old. Um, so they, they stayed up to date. And I, I think they it just ran its course. And now it's time to go away. And um, I still I've always enjoyed it every time I've done it. So I'm, I'm going to yes 
put it in the Hall of Fame. Good. I'll, uh, I'm going to go with me next just because I feel like Ryan is going to take the longest to sort out his I'm, emotions. I'm th- yeah, I'm thinking about um, you guys go. I, uh, of course, I would absolutely say yes on this one, too, it, just because it is it is universal. That's That is what this uh this whole backstage look at it that's what what founded universal and it deserves it for that reason uh on the downside um as much as some parts of it felt timeless and aged well uh i know other parts of the show specifically a lot of the uh, jokes by lonnie itself really should have been changed from these are script jokes to these should be ad-libbed um because like there's a joke about whenever he needs to pick all the actors well why where are their actors at well they're they're all in rehab along with in our instance we heard it back and forth between two miley cyrus and uh or sorry not miley cyrus Lindsay lohan or uh charlie sheen which (laughs) i was like i think neither of those people are currently there so you know the rehab joke that is a physical part of the script that doesn't get changed but you get to insert or you have the choice of which actor you want to use neither of those actors are relevant anymore and and at the least for being in the hall of fame like charlie sheen yeah he went through a crazy point but he picked himself back up after that yeah, uh it would be like saying david hasselhoff after the whole hamburger incident <laughs> like it's just you got to keep some of that stuff more relevant the, those jokes especially like even whenever then they drop like a, a lady gaga joke pretend you're out on a date with kim kardashian or lady gaga it's not funny, especially like with Lady Gaga anymore. She's she hasn't been in the news recently for being a freak in quite yeah. some time. And, and Kim well, K's people taken. have accepted it too, so it's not really funny. Yeah. Anymore. You know what I mean? It's like an accept. Like, oh, it was funny the first time we saw her in the meat suit or something like that, and you're like, oh god, like. Yeah. But now we we know her. We know her way, and it's what we've come to expect of her. So it's no longer it's no longer a joke. Yeah. If that would if they could have really updated jokes like that and made sure that these were kept as ad lib moments and they're allowed to update that as that. much as they want this attraction would have had a lot more legs dare i say it might have even been more popular to the point that they'd have to think twice about getting rid of it considering it really has only been seven years since it just came back up from its latest incarnation However, all of that aside, the Christopher Walken moments are absolutely genius. Anytime he shows up in any form, whether it's in the great uh, technology or just up on a video screen or at the end of the tram tour, uh, that's it's all golden. The Mother Nature trailer that you get to see at the end with The Rock coming out yeah. is fantastic as well. And then, of course, the subway part, it's just uh, I love it. I love it so it, much, and I'm glad that it's still in, in the Hollywood. Right attitude. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got to see it on its last day, and I'm glad it's still out in Hollywood, so I can always continue to see it while yeah, it's there. Yeah. That's a good point. It should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I agree with what both of you guys said. Like, what Dustin said is, I, I, I think of it as, um, it's it's synonymous with Universal. Like, I think of Jaws, E.T., Disaster. Like, those are rides that, in a heartbeat, like, I, I think they were the foundation of what this park was especially what its mission statement was when it opened and yeah we're moving into a new era but i don't think it's like where those have become irrelevant per se i actually think like it was probably a tough decision to choose to close disaster i don't think they were like get rid of it it's done i think they were probably like oh we we really want to make this current franchise put it in here they just only have so much space yeah and and they were like well like it's got to go it's got to be this and so i don't think it was a a light-hearted decision necessarily exactly um and i i completely agree with you um about um like the christopher walk and that makes it and that's that's what i remember now about that ride. like as a kid i was so scared and now i i leave laughing in that ride which but in a good way not in like a oh that was terrible but like the video at the end is hilarious and um uh i mean i i didn't Unless we, because we did it three times in a row, I picked up on those jokes that you're talking about. Yeah. I don't necessarily think those are like deal breakers. I do think that the individual actor, unless somebody's watching them, could have just done like what you said, made it, yeah, made it their own. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, I, I think this absolutely deserves a Hall of Fame. I agree. For, uh, you know. 
put it in there, guys. Yeah. So, uh, of course, it's going to come down to you for voting. The link uh, to that, as well as everything else that we've talked about today, will be in the show notes. You'll find the show notes at disunplug.com. Uh, look for the blue universal one, and that's that's where you'll find all this stuff. Mm. As long as uh, you have eyes, if you don't, then I don't. I don't know how to help you. Sorry for our eyeless fans out there. Yeah, I just I can't do anything <laughs> beyond that to really make it better for you. Um, and yeah, so you you have the final say on whether or not this goes in. So please get out there and vote. Uh, the last time around, we voted on would Lucy a tribute be inducted into the oh, Universal yeah. Hall of Fame? Uh, well, it closed this past Friday, and I can say that it officially made it into the Universal Hall of Fame. So congratulations! Joining Jurassic Park and the Cat in the Hat, we now have Lucy a tribute. Okay. And we could make disaster. We could start really building up a list here, which would be very nice. Um, and uh, we'd like to. So as stuff keeps closing and then just really ones that we want to do in general, we'll keep doing these segments. Uh, E.T. We've got to do the E.T. Getting to talk about our favorites out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you guys have any ideas or want to send in any emails for one of our next email shows, remember to uh, contact uh, us either on Facebook, Twitter, or the preferable way, uh, uopodcast at disunplug.com is our email. That's how we would like you to send stuff in. Uh, you can find that at disunplug.com as well. If you go to the slash contact at the end of disunplug.com, um, that's that, or just look for where it says contact on the page and you'll be able to find that, or it's still mm. in our show notes. Da, da, da. Uh, <laughs> make sure you're subscribing to us on YouTube. Make sure you're doing that as well as iTunes and, uh, Hitting like or dislike, depending on how you feel, leaving comments and uh, reviewing us on iTunes as well. And uh, thank you all so much for watching and paying attention to us every week. And uh, we love doing this. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Remember, disaster is universal. 